News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app. I am Mark Hespin. This is On the Mark, brought to you by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the Tri-State area. Tell them Mark sent you 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Faith, family, giving back. That is Cunis Country. Uh, it is a rainy November 14th here in the Tri-States in Hannibal, at least uh, this morning. A little overcast and gloomy. Uh, but I'm in a great mood. <laughs> Absolute amazing mood. Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. Because uh, this is probably maybe the most unique, rare, coolest sports weekends we could ever get. And obviously... It goes without saying that we get this amazing sports weekend of Masters, college football, NFL football, because of a horrific pandemic uh, that is still uh, dominating this country and has a stranglehold on the United States. And so, obviously, everything that I'm going to talk about was sports-related and trying to have some fun and in, in enjoying uh, this sports weekend it comes at a cost, and uh, I again, as I've said many a time uh, since March in doing this show, uh, when there was weeks and weeks we didn't have any sports to talk about, and we you know talked about other things. Um, I understand this is all under the guise and the umbrella that there is a horrific pandemic raging across this country, and uh, and so that you know obviously goes without saying. Uh, but we do have the Masters this weekend. We do have NFL football. Uh, but the biggest news in my world, and it's my show, it's on the mark, and this is Hespin headline number one. Well, I think you know what it is. Hespin's headlines on the mark. Matt Nagy, the head coach of the Chicago Bears, he has decided to give up play calling. Offensive coordinator Bill Lazar will have uh, the play calling duties when the Bears play Minnesota Monday night, Monday night football. So let's just obviously cover the basics in this. The Bears were, have been, and especially the past couple weeks, have been inept on offense. Here's where the Bears rank on offense through their first nine games, five and four. 4.81 yards per play, that's 31st. 3.71 yards per carry, that's 29th. 5.71 yards per pass, that's 29th. They are 31st on third down efficiency. They are 30th in red zone efficiency. And they are 29th in points per game, 19.8. Now, here's what's scary, I think, and frustrating as a Bears fan. And as the Bears as a team, as you try to figure them out, as NFL fans, where are the Bears fit in this? Can the Bears compete? What is the Bears' future like this season? 
if the Bears even just were able to increase those numbers from 29th, 30th, 31st, 29th to 15th, 16th, 13th, 19th, this would be a scary team. This would be a scary good team. This would be a type of team that you saw Thursday night in Indianapolis. A team that could really threaten some of the big-time players. I, I still don't think you're a Super Bowl-winning team with the offensive line that you have and the quarterback that you have. But it's the type of team that could just be, oh, a player or two away. A quarterback move and maybe an offensive lineman or two away from being, oh, oh, like a legit contender. Like, oh, like that's what we look at Indianapolis, right? That's what Indianapolis is. They are a young, exciting quarterback away from being, oh, a real challenge to the Chiefs in the AFC for the next couple of years. Right? Like that, that's an, um, that's, that's what the, that's what the Colts are. The Bears are a quarterback and an offensive lineman or two away from being, oh, oh, that's, that's different. That's scary. Now, as far as what the season goes, I, I do have some hope because, when Bears offensive coordinator Bill Lazar was promoted to the OC for the Bengals after a dreadful start in 2017, his first two games with Andy Dalton and Bill Lazar calling the shots, Dalton went from having zero TDs and four INTs and a 47.2 rating to a rating of 124.1 and 146.0, 6 TDs, 0 INTs. So he changed stuff right around really quickly. Now, it's still Matt Nagy's offense, and it's still a bad offensive line and a quarterback that I don't have any faith in. But here's where Bears fans need to put their faith and they need to assess. Because you're getting a lot, I'm seeing a lot of Bears fans throwing in the towel. They want everyone fired, clean house, blah, blah, blah. And I get that. But you guys know me, and my philosophy is always take a breath, let us look deeper at this, and uh, and, and really dig under the surface. So here's what we need to look at. Here's what the Bears need to do over the next uh, seven games. Nagy not calling the plays now gives us an opportunity to see, wait a minute. Nagy's still a winning head coach and a very and, a, and I think a good head football coach and a good manager of a football team. He has a chance to be. Can they cut down on penalties now? Nagy gets this duty taken away from him. He has more of an ability to focus on other things. So they need to cut down on penalties. Work on their clock management. This and and then overall can the offense now actually look different? Is it is are the plays good? Are they good plays? Is Nagy's offense good, but just the order? You know what I mean? Like if you bake a cake and you have all the ingredients are there for a really good cake, but yet you're the order in which you do things suck. Well, of course the cake's not going to turn out good. So now we get to figure out. A lot. We get to figure out if Nagy is a good head football coach. Can he manage other aspects of the game, like his mentor, Andy Reid, who Andy Reid doesn't call the plays. He oversees everything, and he can veto things, and he can say, you know what, I want you to do this on this down. 
But he lets Eric Bieniemy, he let Matt Nagy handle things. So can Matt Nagy become his mentor? Can he become, can he elevate to a Mike Tomlin, a CEO, a Pete Carroll, a CEO, a John Harbaugh, a CEO, a Bill Belichick, a CEO of a team? Can he elevate to that? He has the, t- the, the duties taken away from him. And then for us as fans, we also get to know now, all right, now we have someone else who's an offensive mind, whose job is purely to focus on this and game planning, and has had some success, albeit limited, had some success doing it before. Can he have success doing it? So is Nagy's offense a successful offense just Nagy just didn't know how to run his offense and handle game calling. And and I'll be the first one to admit, go play Madden. Go buy an Xbox and play Madden right now. It ain't easy calling plays. It's not. You get in your head. You overthink things. You, you panic. It's not easy calling plays. So we're going to learn, is Nagy's offense actually a good offense? And that's important for us to know. In going forward, and could they fire Nagy, fire Pace? I do think Pace um, is on the hot seat because this offensive line is trash. And I think that's something that we also need to admit when assessing the Chicago Bears. When you have that many injuries now on an offensive line that was middle of the road, a higher end, I would have ranked them like just outside the top 10 or maybe barely in the top 10 offensive line talent-wise. And now that you have injuries to that, Pace's struggles as a general manager to find depth and build depth in an offensive line has really showed. And I get it. COVID is something that a lot of teams, everyone's dealing with. And you have some offensive linemen on the COVID list who are backups, so you're on the backups of the backups. But everyone's dealing with it. I don't want to hear that necessarily as the excuse. We'll see. I think this bodes well for the Bears. I, again, don't think the Bears are a serious threat with Nick Foles as a quarterback. I still think the way to fix the Bears for a for success this season, for a playoff run this season, is to have Mitchell Trubisky starting the uh, starting the games and and with Bill Lazar calling the plays. We got half of that now. Let's see. Maybe it changes stuff up. Maybe it fires everything up. And can Nagy turn around? This team is one of the most, if not the most, I think, penalized team in the league through nine games. So can you manage? Can you become the CEO? It's fascinating. I like the move. I give Matt Nagy credit for making the move. You can still be an offensive genius and be proud of your offense and not call the plays. Let someone else handle the cooking. You can write the recipe book, and it can be a brilliant recipe book. But you yourself may not be a great cook. Right? I I mean, I think it's pretty simple, right? You could be what, like, take it your own job. You could be uh, uh, someone who, uh, maybe you're a teacher out there, and you are great at making your daily lessons. You go, oh, the kids need to learn this because then they can easily transition to this and blah, blah, blah. But maybe what you really struggle with is the getting information out, the standing in front of the classroom, actually doing it. Maybe you're a realtor out there and you're like, oh, I know everything about this home. I've done all the research, I've lined up like eight homes. For my clients to see today, and th- this one fits this, and this one works for this. And then you actually just, you struggle with the actual showing it, the presenting of that home, getting that information across. 
That's not unheard of. That's not uncommon. Maybe you're a car salesman sitting out there, and you know everything there is to know about this new vehicle. But you struggle closing the deal because you're, you struggle maybe with the connection or getting that information across. That's human. That's human nature. You can be really good at one aspect of your job. Matt Nagy could be really good at designing plays, but struggle streaming them together and communicating and, and getting a rhythm going. And I think that's proven. It's his offense. He's been in control with the guy he wanted, Nick Foles. It stinks. So maybe your offense is a good offense. And we'll see how someone else handles it. Maybe you got a really good cookbook, and you just suck as a chef. But you're really good at managing the restaurant. Maybe you're Gordon Ramsay. Uh, you got that in you. Maybe I I do believe Matt Nagy is he's, he, there's something there. He has a winning record as a head coach, and the players buy into it. You don't hear anything about him losing a locker room. So I'm excited about this move. I think it was the right move to make for Matt Nagy because then also he has a defense of saying, "Hey, I gave up the play calling." And it still stinks because Ryan Pace can't get me guys. He has that defense too. Matt Nagy didn't sign Nick Foles. He may have said to Ryan Pace, I want Nick Foles, but Matt, uh, but Ryan Pace, he is the architect of the team. So he has that defense too. And it wouldn't shock me if the Bears say, we're going to bring in a new guy to uh, build pieces, but we like our head coach. That could still be a thing. Either way, it's not a great position to be in for the Bears. They're not in a great position, but when you're that bad offensively, you got to try and change something up. And I'll, we'll talk about it here coming up, but I love the Bears on Monday night because they're playing uh, Kirk Cousins on Monday night. All right, uh, that's Hesman headline number one. I know it's a lot of Bears talk, but uh, that's huge news. And in my world, it, it, it's something that I, it, it is the storyline to look out for. Uh, over the weekend. All right, Hespin headline number two. Hespin's headlines on the mark. All right, the Masters, I mean, this is amazing. Uh, 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 the Masters in November, I, what I love, obviously, about the Masters is uh, where it takes place, it's really the bridge to your summer viewing watching. You know, it happens right after March Madness, um, and it gets you into what your summer schedule will look like as a sports fan, right? It is your spring launching board into the other major golf tournaments and then baseball that you're going to you're going to settle in for good weather baseball uh, ba- playoff basketball playoff hockey your summer viewing right normal schedule of summer viewing um but there's something really cool about having the masters and tomorrow sitting down and watching the masters and on your other screen watching Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, I, it's 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 something really unique and fascinating and, and, and probably, hopefully, cross our fingers. We never have a pandemic like this again that screws up the sports schedule. Hopefully, it's something that we only get this one time. So it's really unique and special in that way. Uh, so far, through the first two days, I've been watching it. I had off work yesterday. Um, I, I, I mean, it's been a brilliant watch. Big, big names at the top of the leaderboard now, especially as they have wrapped up uh, rounds one and two. Uh, you got Tiger obviously sitting there at minus five, getting a minus one in his second round. Uh, Justin Thomas, Dustin Johnson, two massive names, both a one time major winners uh, at minus nine atop the leaderboard. Uh, you have uh, John Rahm, who's the world number two behind Dustin Johnson, the world number one. He's at minus nine. Uh, Cantley. Uh, the number ten in the, in on the in the uh, in the rankings, he's sitting there at minus eight. Patrick Reed, a guy who won this tournament a couple years ago, minus eight. Danny Willett, 
a one-time Masters winner and a one-time uh, uh, major champion at minus seven. Some some big names, and then of course you have you have the the real draws: Kepka, Mickelson, and Woods, all at minus five. Uh, with Paul Casey, a former winner as well. Huge names in contention in round three. That's what you want for golf and for fans of golf. We want the big names lurking or at the top going into Sunday. So you get a ton of that. Um, you also have guys like Ricky Fowler, who's a big draw. Xander Shoffley uh, sitting there both at minus four. So yeah, you have plenty of good names. And then early on in round three, you're going to have some reasons to watch. Colin Morikawa. Uh, this kid, uh, fascinating watch. You're gonna get. Uh, you're getting. We're getting the times in as we speak. Tony Finau, he makes the cut. DeChambeau makes the cut. I'll talk about DeChambeau here in just a second. Uh, and then there are some guys. It's disappointing. You know, you miss Matt Kuchar making the missing the cut. Henrik Stenson missing the cut. As you go through the list, Jason Day missing the cut. Uh, Lucas Glover missing the cut. So some big names missing the cut as well. But. As now we're getting tee times and pairings, and they're about to tee off here for round three in a couple minutes, I do want to say there are some guys that I have some real thoughts on. And I'm have. i I'm going to start with DeChambeau because he is what the golf world wants to talk about. DeChambeau is polarizing his all get-out. And he's the type of guy that he's like the Houston Rockets of golf. He has gone fully into the analytics. And one of the reasons why I think Bryson DeChambeau may win another major or two in his career, but I do think he will always struggle. And if I had to bet money, I don't think Bryson DeChambeau will ever win a Masters. And I'll tell you why. Golf, still at its core, you need to be a dog. You need to be a guy, right? You watch the swagger that Dustin Johnson walks around with, Brooks Kepka. Tiger Woods, Phil Mickelson, these guys who win multiple majors. Now, Dustin's only won one, but he competed in many and finished second runner-up at the Masters many times. The Masters takes that dog attitude because whether you have the crowds there or not, you have to carry yourself with a swagger on that course because it is the biggest stage. It's the Daytona 500. And, and guys like Denny Hamlin have that swagger. They step up to the plate in those big moments. Now, you may not then over the long course, you know, DeChambeau may win a lot more tournaments because his analytics. The Houston Rockets are going to win a lot of regular season games because of their analytics. I'm going to, I'm going to break golf down purely by numbers and purely by, you know, this, that. And I only need three clubs in my bag. That's going to win you a lot of, it's going to make him a lot of money and it's going to win him a lot of tournaments. But when it comes down to winning the big one, the Masters is the big one. It's the Grand Eddy Mall in golf. Now there's four majors, but it's the big one. You need to have a little dog in you. You got to be able to just make a shot. Where's the swagger and the mental confidence? You see a guy like Bryson DeChambeau. Why is he so polarizing? Why the, we constantly, the rules officials around him? Because the guy's shaky. His mentally can get in and out because when you overthink in golf, you all know you play golf for the weekends. I'm terrible at golf. What's the worst thing you can do is sit there and overthink it. Make the choice. Take, yeah, obviously take the numbers into account. I got 270 to pin. What's, what do I hit? Well, hit it and get up there, pull up your trousers and make a shot. That's Tiger. That's Kepka. That's Phil. 
even a guy who's won this place at, at twice, Bubba Watson, why is he struggling in other places versus good at, at the Masters? That's what the Masters takes. And a lot of it is because of the pressure in the fans. Now, Bryson doesn't have that. And he'll always be polarizing because of that. Uh, Rory McIlroy, in the other sense, I think that's one of the reasons why Rory has now struggled. Because Rory was a guy who won so much young because he played free and loose. And now what's happened, Rory? Bulked up, getting into the numbers, the analytics of the game. He's struggled. He's been, he's been bad. And Spieth, for his all his glory early in that two-year stretch, Spieth's another guy. You can just tell he's in his head. And there's no dog there. Justin Thomas has some dog. He's got a bite. He's got a little swagger to him. Dustin's got the swagger. So, yes, you can win a U.S. Open. You can win an Open Championship. You can win a lot of a, a lot of PJ games, uh, you know, events. But to win the Masters on Sunday when Tiger's breathing down your neck, do you got dog? Do you got plums? Do you got some cojones? I don't think DeChambeau has it. And I think it's one of the reasons why he's so polarizing. It's going to be a great weekend to watch. I still love, I love Fowl, I love uh, Kepka, I love uh, Woods in the weekend. I think they're both in good spots. Uh, and DJ, I think of the of the leaders, Thomas and DJ. Um, if 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 DJ can recapture some of that swagger, and and he had early in round two, I ugh, he's. God, he hits a great ball. Can't wait to watch. All right, uh, when we come back, that's Hesman Headlines 1 and 2. You're listening on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO. Let's dive into it. Week 10 NFL preview. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, all that on the way. Live and local. It's on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO. You've got a lot. Of- I recently read an article regarding a survey of how often fast food companies use the phrases thank you and you're welcome. In addition to being interested in the findings, I also found myself asking why, as in why do we have to do surveys to measure being polite? My conclusion is that we've reached a point in society where manners are so rare, we have to do surveys to determine the companies that practice kindness. Do we really need that? So my message is this, lead the way in your company. Be polite. Practice manners, courtesy, and kindness. Let your customers and your employees know that they're appreciated. Tell them thank you. You're welcome. And it's my pleasure. When respect is surveyed, make sure your company is at the top. I'm Ed Harrell, author of The Kindness Revolution. Hi, I'm Arielle Winter. If you're like me, your pets are family. So when disaster strikes, you want to keep them safe. American Humane has tips to help protect our best friends in their worst times. So please visit AmericanHumane.org. We're KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Brought to you by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. Ask them about their complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty located at 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell them Mark sent you. Join the Cunis family like I have. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Country. Great way to end your 2020. You know, put 2020 on a high note. Get yourself a new vehicle from Cunis Country. All right. Uh, let's dive into it. We, uh, it. Can you believe it? We are at week 10 of the NFL season. Shout out to the Colts. I, I'll quickly say, I had the Titans winning that game. 
I had the Titans winning that division. Uh, that division now, both teams six and three. The Colts are uh, improving. Titans seem to be wavering. They have got some real special teams issues. Still struggle getting off on third down. Um, I love Mike Gravel. Love Derrick Henry, and I and I would kill for a quarterback like Ryan Tannehill on my team. But that that team just uh, it seems like they can't get out of their own way sometimes and make a lot of silly mistakes. And I believe in Mike Vrabel, um, but the Titans got to figure that out because they're too good to lose at home uh, to a division rival like that, especially like getting blown out in the second half, like not even close. And shout out to the Colts that Darius Leonard is a stud. And uh, that offensive line is the offensive line everyone wishes they had. Uh, uh, Quentin Nelson, man, holy smokes. Uh, great offensive line giving Rivers a ton of time. And Rivers, up and down, up and down, but uh, seems, to be, uh, seems to be playing well right now, at least. Uh, so kudos to them. All right, um, let's move on and uh, start breaking it down. Of course, I'll give you my lock, my upset, my toss-up as well. Um, two and one last week. Felt pretty good about it. Uh, Texans-Browns, uh, this is a, a real kind of gut check for the Browns. Uh, five and three in the thick of the wild card hunt. Um, you want to try to keep pace with the with the Ravens in your own division. Uh, you don't want to be third in the division. Texans are a bad football team. But this is also one of those where the quarterback – Opposite, you know, kind of Deshaun Watson. Browns had a chance to choose him uh, type of game. I like the Browns in this spot just because the Texans are a bad football team. But Cleveland's favored by four. I would actually take the Texans if you're getting four points. I think it's a field goal game. I think it's closer than than you think. Lions and uh, football team. Lions can't lose this game. I, I, I think the football team, obviously, they're going to be going with Alex Smith now. Uh, the it, with the injury uh, to what's his face uh, the uh, Kyle Allen uh, Matt Stafford now back in practice all week long I think Detroit's got more talent than Washington especially offensively um, if they lose this game that could be I mean I I, I think I've said it, I've said it for weeks I think Matt Patricia needs to be fired uh, by the end of the season at the end of the season they need a clean house. But if they lose this game, that that could be that could speed up the process. Like the Lions and a bounce back against the football team. Packers, Jags, this is my lock of the week. Obviously pretty easy. In Green Bay, going to be cold and a little wet. Uh, Jaguars looking to lose games. Um, Rodgers trying to pad stats in the MVP discussion. He certainly is. Rodgers, Wilson, uh, Mahomes right now. You get, I would throw in Dalvin Cook. I think he's close to being in that. We're right there for it. Um, and uh, Rodgers, this is, I mean, I think he's just going to put up points. This is another one where it's just like feast, feast, feast for him and Devontae Adams. I guess a bad Jaguars defense and a Jaguars team that they don't want to win this game. And it would be bad for the Jaguars to win this game. Uh, Eagles-Giants. A lot of people are high on the Giants this week. Giants playing good football, more disciplined. Just, I, I just, am I the only one who still believes in Carson Wentz? I guess I am. I, I, I still think Carson Wentz uh, is a guy I'd love to build my football team around. I, I still think he's a t- certainly a top ten quarterback in this league. I, 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 I'm all in on the Eagles getting guys back. 
Uh, I think the Eagles, individual games like this, get to 4-4-1 four, four and one and uh, continue to turn around the season, continue control the NFC East. Love the Eagles. I think I'd even take the Eagles in the points. I, I would. It's minus four. I, I, I love the Eagles in this spot. Uh, Bucks Panthers. I feel bad for the Panthers because they put up a great fight against a good, uh, a great Kansas City team. And the Panthers now lose Christian McCaffrey again after a week getting him back. And they're playing empty-handed. And I think this is one of those where the Bucks are going to come in and just, they're going to play so angry, so motivated after that embarrassment on Sunday Night Football. Uh, the line is six. I think you. Sw- I would take Tampa and swallow those points. I would swallow those points. I think they win by ten or more. I think it's like thirty-three twenty, and I don't. I, it could be close. I, I, the Panthers are a good football team, and and again, as a Bears fan, I would love to have Teddy Bridgewater, but ugh, that's just an angry Tom Brady. That's one of those we can all see this coming from a mile away, right? Right. The Bucks are just going to throttle the Panthers. Yeah. Um, Broncos Raiders. This is a must win for the Raiders. I'm saying it. It's a must win. The Raiders have good momentum. You are in the thick of it in the wild card. You have the, you have the edge over a team in Cleveland, the head to head matchup. You can't afford to slip. This is at home against a Broncos team. That it puts up a lot of front runner stat, you know, uh, uh, come from behind garbage time stats. I like the Broncos defense. They are feisty. I don't love the Raiders defense, but the Raiders, uh, if they want to be contenders and they want to, uh, like, like the Dolphins and the Browns, you know, you have three wild card spots. And right now you got the Ravens, the Browns, the Dolphins. The Raiders, one of those teams is going to make it. So this is a huge game for the Raiders. Divisional game, always tough against a rival like that. I, I, I like the Raiders in the spot. I think they have the better, much better quarterback right now and the better offense against a defense that is struggling, especially on the road. Uh, so I'll take the Raiders. But, man, if they lose this one, you might as well write off the Raiders because uh, th- that's killer. That's killer for their playoff chances. Uh, Chargers, Dolphins, love the Dolphins, love, 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 love the Dolphins. I like Justin Herbert more, and if if you might honestly, if you had to tell me of the rookie quarterbacks, one to take to build my franchise around right now, it would be hard pressed for me to not take Justin Herbert slightly ahead of Burrow. And two is playing great football. Uh, in two wins, two starts. The first start they babied him. Second start they really let him open it up. I think two is going to put up good numbers. I think this is going to be a fun shootout type game like we saw with, uh, with the Dolphins and Cardinals last week. I think the Dolphins have a lot more to play for. I think the Dolphins have a better football team or better coached football team right now. And as much as I like Herbert more than I like Tua, I think Tua's got a lot more to work with. And the Chargers, after that bad, humiliating loss, having to travel all the way to Miami, and that late game slot, body clock type stuff, I think it's going to be close. The line is one and a half, so I wouldn't bet the line. I would bet, um, I mean, I, I it's it was almost my toss-up. I'm not going to have my toss-up, but I, I like the Dolphins. I wouldn't bet it, but I like the Dolphins. Uh, Bills, Cardinals. This is sneaky. 
This is my almost Joel Klatt special almost upset of the week. Um, I, I, the, this is a, a huge game both ways. Huge game both ways. I think the Bills win. And I think the Bills are a better football team than the Cardinals. I think the Bills' uh, defense is coming into form a little bit. At least they're getting after the quarterback more. Kyler Murray is tough. But Josh Allen's almost just as tough to bring down as Kyler on a kind of different spectrum. Super athletic and giant versus Kyler, who looks like uh, Speedy Gonzalez out there. It's insane. Kyler, this is like the fun game to watch. If you're looking for a fun game to watch, I think it's going to be an offensive uh, juggernaut type game. And shout out to the Bills fans. The Bills might have the best fans in all football. Josh Allen's grandmother died last weekend. Uh, she used to apparently like donate to a children's hospital. The Bills fans found out about this and just started doing a GoFundMe and raise money. They raised like $480,000 for the local children's hospital in Buffalo. It's an incredible story, all in a week. And then Josh Allen uh, came in and donated an uh, extra 20000 to make it an even five hundred k. You got to love Bills Mafia. I think the Bills, they ride that momentum over a huge win against Seattle. They take care of business on the road in Arizona, but this is close. This is close. Uh, It's going to be a fun game to watch. Seahawks, Rams. Seahawks bounce back. Rams, um, divisional game. I think they play well. I like the Rams a lot. I still think the Rams have good playoff hopes, but I think the Seahawks get the best of their division rival uh, because mainly you lose a big game, you bounce back. I think Russell Wilson, he didn't play great in Buffalo. I think he bounces back and gets back into MVP form. Um, it's going to be a fun game to watch. Can't wait to watch it. Uh, you got the CBS Bills Cardinals, the Fox Seahawks Rams. There's going to be two games to watch uh, in the afternoon slate. Saints uh, Niners, Saints roll. Uh, just roll. The Niners, again, playing without so much of their talent. Um, Saints... They do not – I don't think they fall into a letdown spot. The number is high. Nine, I don't like the number. I would take Saints' money line. I think the Niners keep it close just because it, it's a well-coached team and the Saints have a little bit of an emotional letdown. They know they're supposed to win that game. I, I like uh, I like the Saints to win. I would you know maybe say that the, the Niners lose by a touchdown. I don't know if I – the nine and a half is a lot. Uh, in the Dome – Saints win, though. Take the Saints money line. Easy, easy money. Uh, and then finally, as we start to wrap up here at the afternoon slate, Steelers, Bengals, this is my upset of the week. I think the Steelers lose their first and maybe only game of the year to the Bengals. I'm calling it right now. We can look back in a week from now and see if I'm stupid, but the Steelers come off that kind of whew, whew, Win against the Cowboys. Big Ben not practicing all week. He's doesn't have COVID, but he's on that. Hey, he you know came into contact, beat up. Bengals division rivals, kind of a statement game. They're playing really well offensively. I like the Bengals to upset. The number is uh, Bengals plus seven. Take that. I think they'll definitely if they lose, it'll be close. I love this. I'm betting it. You can hit me up on Twitter, at Mark Hespin, if I totally blow this and I lose your money. But if you want a fun one with me this weekend, Bengals plus seven, I love it. I think Joe Burrow puts a a show. 
Big Ben comes out sloppy. The Steelers aren't going undefeated. They're going to lose one or two games. I think this is a total trap game they lose. Division rival, muddy conditions, wet. Big Ben not practicing all week. Love the Bengals. Sunday night football, Ravens-Pats. Man, this is going to be – this is a tough one. I don't want to bet this one. Uh, This is my toss-up. And you think, what? Marcus, a toss-up? Baltimore's favored by seven? I don't want any part of this. My football brain can't comprehend what's going to happen in this game. (laughs) I'm being honest. I will be honest with you when I have no idea what's going to happen in this game. I don't know. I think the Patriots emotionally are are really moving in a good spot. I think Cam on Sunday Night Football – emotionally big spot for them. I think the Patriots want to win games and want to make the playoffs and get back into this, especially um, uh, here late in the season. But the Ravens are a better football team. But it's Bill Belichick. It's Sunday night football. I don't know. I really don't know. If you had to, like, you know, make me bet, I guess I'd take Ravens the seven... I think I would take the Patriots with the seven. I think it's close. I think it's close. So I don't love the points there. But I, I don't want any part of it. That's my toss-up of the week. I know, minus seven. It's my toss-up. But it's I never do that. I usually take the ones that are like 1.5 or two because it, it's close enough. And, and you, it, there's a reason they're that close. Vegas knows what they're doing. This is the one I don't. I can't make any sense of it. My brain doesn't understand what's going to happen in this game. Can't wait to watch it. And then Monday Night Football, Bears, Vikings. I talked to a lot of the Bears earlier and gave me my thoughts. I think the Bears win. I, I They historically beat the Vikings under the Matt Nagy era. They have a great record against the Vikings. Kirk Cousins sucks on Monday Night Football and Sunday Night Football and Thursday Night Football, primetime football. He just sucks. That's a fact. And I think the Bears will have juice Offensively, They're going to have some real juice. I think you're going to see some things and be like, whoa, trick plays. Where is this Bears offense? Because they just need to get going. They need to score points. They need to give their defense hope. And this Bears defense loves to make plays. You watch against the Rams, against the uh, Bucks when they have a chance to be on primetime TV, they make plays. They may not win, but they make plays. And I think you couple the Bears defense making plays with uh, with Kirk Cousins on primetime football, I, I love the Bears in this spot. All right, uh, that is uh, that is our NFL Week 10 preview. You're listening on the mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO. Brought to you by Cunis Country, Honda Hyundai, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell them Mark sent you. When we come back, quick thoughts on Tony Larusa. It's on the mark, live and local here on News Talk 1070 KHMO. You've got a lot of... If you can give the world the gift of hope... Trees for the Future has a sustainable solution to hunger, poverty, and bettering the planet through Trees for the Future's regenerative agricultural method, the Forest Garden Approach. They teach impoverished farmers in developing countries how to plant themselves out of poverty by creating thriving ecosystems made up of over 60 species of trees and over 30 varieties of fruits and vegetables. Farmers can maximize crop yields to provide consistent income and nutrition for their families. In the last 30 years, tens of millions of trees have been planted and thousands of farmers have successfully revitalized their degraded land. When you give, you give hope for our planet and its people. Find out how to plant seeds of hope this season at trees.org slash radio. That's trees.org slash radio. A tree can change a life. 
20 seconds isn't much time, but it's enough to stop the spread of coronavirus by washing your hands. Just lather with soap and water, scrub for 20 seconds, rinse, dry, and repeat often. A message from the Illinois State Medical Society. J.C. Auto and Truck. Gansett, midnight tonight and continues until 3 p.m. tomorrow afternoon. Overcast today with a chance for scattered thunderstorms. High temperatures reach up to 59. Winds out of the south, 10 to 20 miles per hour. Scattered thunderstorms again tonight, 40. Cloudy, bright sunshine tomorrow, 52. Right now, 43. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on Newstalk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai. They have over 3,000 new and used vehicles to choose from. It's simple. If you're looking for a new vehicle, you've got to go check out Cunis Country at 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Uh, the Mr. and Mrs. team, my guy Larry Diesel, uh, Jason Buxman over there, uh, they are the best. Tell them Mark sent you. Join the Cunis family like I have. Shop online, CunisQuincy.com. Faith, family, giving back. They live and breathe that motto. It's true. They really do. Um, all right. I, I, I don't want to spend too much time on this. We're running out of time anyways. You know, I, I go long with my football. But I wanted, I want my thoughts on the record on this. I, I feel bad for White Sox fans right now. I, I feel terrible for them. You just got amazing news with your MVP, Jose Abreu, deservedly so. They have such a great team on the south side. Uh, it, 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 it's, it, it's the future so bright. Tim Anderson, Moncada. I mean, these guys, Eloy Jimenez, so happy for my my White Sox fans. And I like the White Sox. I was not one of those people who grew up. You know, I'm a Cubs fan, but I was one of those people. I, I always root for the White Sox to do well until they play the Cubs. You know what I mean? It's it, that type of thing. But I want it on the record. I hated the idea of hiring Tony LaRusso when they first brought it up. Way too old, out of touch. He's a Hall of Famer for a reason. You can't take that away from him. All-time great baseball manager. But at 76 years old, with the young energy you have on the south side of that team, they need someone young, energetic to go with them or to foster that, to grow with this team, this budding team that could very well be in the World Series conversation every year like the Cubs for the past four or five years. Like They they, just, they have the talent. And this whole stuff with this second DUI and the transcript that comes out with Tony Lusa, it's embarrassing. I, and, and if you're Tony LaRussa and the people around him, how are you not helping him? How are you not doing more to protect, to protect him from himself? He clearly has a problem with drinking and driving. And at 76 years old, a second DUI. Listen, DUI is probably the stupidest and worst thing you can do. We all know that you should not drive drunk. It is the simplest of simple, easiest rules to follow. And especially for well-off, high-profile, rich people with all of the options at your disposal to not drive drunk. To get a second DUI, completely inexcusable. Completely inexcusable. And I, I, if I, I if I want on the record, I'm anti this hire. I think this really hurts the White Sox going forward. If I was in the White Sox organization, I would I would fire him today. I think it's embarrassing. It's bad look. It's bad, bad look. And I think it hurts the White Sox chances. I feel bad for them. And Tony LaRussa, if you want to sit there and say to the cops who pull you over just doing their job, do you know who I am? I'm a Hall of Fame baseball person. Look at the ring. You know, that's old white guy stuff. And and the, the game doesn't need that. 
We as people don't need that. It doesn't take away from what he did and what it and, and and all that. And I'm sure maybe he's a good person, but that's trash. That's trash. And I feel bad for White Sox fans. All right, uh, final break. When we come back, look down the run of college football games today. Some good games, even though a lot of stuff canceled. It's on the market. News Talk 1070 KHMO. You've got a lot of now News Talk 1070 KHMO. Welcome on back to on the market. News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. We are brought to you by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai. Ask them about their complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty. Faith, family, giving back. A couple minutes here to wrap up the show. Shout out to Palmyra and Hannibal. Big wins. Big, big wins. Love it. Especially Hannibal just putting the beat down on Moberly. That's awesome. Uh, congrats to them. Keep moving on. District champs, first time for Palmyra since 2015. That's awesome. All right, um, let's uh, let's uh, wrap up college football. A lot of big games canceled today. Uh, you know, it's a bummer. It is. It's just the way it is. Alabama, LSU, um, Ohio State's not playing today. Texas A&M not playing today. Georgia, Mizzou. Shout out to Mizzou. Can I just say quickly, shout out to Mizzou. Two and three with the schedule they've had so far. In the SEC with a new head coaching staff, they I think they found themselves a head coach. I, I really didn't think, think, they, think they did. Uh, good for Mizzou. I'm happy for them. You know, college football is better when Mizzou's good. Um, you still got some good games. Today. One of the ones that I want to keep my eye out for is Indiana for real. Can they beat up now on a team where it's like, hey, this could be a letdown game against a, a Michigan State team? Are they for real? Can they keep uh, winning? Notre Dame-Boston College. Huge letdown spot for Notre Dame against a good Boston College team. Not a great team, but a good team. So watch your eye on Notre Dame. The, the line's 11.5, Notre Dame favored. I might take BC in the points there. I think Notre Dame wins, but this could be a huge letdown game. Huge, huge letdown game. Uh, then the other game I can't wait to watch, again, is Northwestern for real against a 2-0 Purdue team. Northwestern 3-0. They look good. They're they're playing good. They're beating up on teams that his, you think, oh well, it's Northwestern. They stink. Um, and then again, uh, Florida. They are put, they're in action. They're one of the big SEC teams in action. Can they keep rolling against Arkansas, Oregon, uh, Washington, and then Michigan, Wisconsin to end the night? Uh, Wisconsin. Uh, they have a chance in the Big Ten if they go undefeated. They're going to put some a lot of pressure on it. Uh, and Michigan is in shambles. Can they right the wrongs of their season right now uh, in a win against in a win at home against a, a better Wisconsin team? So, so there's some 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 fun stuff to watch. Uh, but really keep your eye on that Notre Dame game. Could be a letdown. I'm just saying. Uh, that's on the mark. I am Mark Hespin. As always, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Hespin. Uh, you know I'm going to be. I'm getting out of the studio ASB. I'm sprinting back to my TV. To get to the to watch the Masters, uh, and then college football on screens uh, two and three. Masters got the number one screen. You know, you know it. It's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, have a safe, fun weekend. Take care of yourselves so you can take care of the others around you. Uh, wear your mask. Be safe. Uh, have a fun week. Uh, I will see you uh, next week. We'll see if I'm right about this uh, Bengals thing. I got a hunch. I got a hunch. It's on the mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you to Cunis Country Honda Hyundai uh, for sponsoring us. Faith Family Giving Back. Stop by CM 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Tell them I sent you. Tell them I sent you. I appreciate it. And uh, we will see you next week.